For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief treating their child with cannabis. These are their stories. Welcome to another episode of Love and Cannabis. I am Nina Simmons. And I am Osiris Steffen. And we are the proud parents of Aiden Steffen. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Oh man, I'm really excited tonight. As well, we have a a new guest on, uh, gentleman. I met uh, not too long ago, and we just kind of hit it off. Um, he lives in New York, Brooklyn, yes, to be exact. Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, his name is Oren Levy. Is that correct? I pronounced the last name correct. Yeah, Oren Levy, Oren Levy, whichever one. Yeah. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, the one thing I have to say about this industry is you meet a lot of grounded people, uh, brothers and sisters of all shapes, sizes, and colors, just like down to earth and really are about helping people. And this guy's energy and this personality is just that. I mean, we just met each other out of the blue, reached out to him, and we just started talking. And we just kind of it just hit it off, and it was like, Wow, I got to keep in touch with this guy. And I learned a lot from him in a short period of time. And I'm hoping you guys will learn something from him as well. So uh, this gentleman, his company is called Green Angel CBD, based out in Brooklyn, New York, yes. my old hometown. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's great to even have him here and him taking the time out to really speak to us about um, his journey into the industry, his work, how he's been helping people, and also how the system tried to give him the business and he fought back which is an amazing story because he actually made the news on this so i can't wait to hear the story so without further ado orin levy what's up brother hey what's up osiris how are you thank you for the introduction thank you for your wife for having me on the show i appreciate it how's everybody doing tonight you're doing all right trying to hang in there we were doing Oh, yeah, you know, with this quarantine, yeah. we're all trying to stay sane. <laughs> uh, we're, no longer, we're no longer in quarantine. We're in phase one. Oh, sorry. We're in phase we're one. Phase one Whichever, what the hell that means. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're in phase one. We have no idea what that means. We just we were already out anyway. So Yeah, we were, me and us still running around anyway. We have things to do. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shaking hands, giving hugs. Yeah, we have more important things to do than get stuck in our house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called living. <laughs> so, Orin, I just wanted to... Asked you a few questions. Sure. How sure. did you How did you get into the CBD um, business? So I'm actually a licensed recovery coach, which is kind of like a drug counselor. Wow. Uh, and in one of the classes, they spoke about uh, if your client wants natural medicine for them, find it. Wow. And something clicked in my mind. I said, "What kind of natural medicine could actually help someone with addiction?" And I started studying. I'm one of these guys where if I have something on my mind, I want to study and find the answer. Wow. So I would stay up for days and nights and just searching and searching and searching. And I came across this herb called Kratom, which is another natural medicine that gets people off of opioids. The number one reason why people don't come off the opioids is because the withdrawal symptoms are horrible. Yes. And this herb eliminates all the withdrawal symptoms. And it's 100% natural. Please say it again so everyone can hear it. What was the name of the Kratom, K-R-A-T-O-M. Mm, I'm familiar with it, yes. And, and that gets people off of drugs. also uses an alternative to pain medication. Oh. Uh, so I was in that business for about, I don't know, a few months. This was, I don't know, about eight years ago. And then I stumbled across CBD also, and I heard it works miracles for cancer and anxiety. So the way I started both my businesses is, is I bought about $80 worth of the Kratom, and I gave it all out for free. Right, and I told people, "Look, I'm going to give it to you for free. Only thing I want from you is feedback and a testimony." So I started getting these beautiful testimonies on how Kratom got this person off of heroin, or Kratom got this person off of opioids, wow. or Kratom got this person off of this. And I was like, "Wait a second, what is this stuff?" I said, "How is this even? How is this even possible? How come I never heard about this herb?" And then through that, I incorporated CBD into like my pile of tools. Right, those are tools in my weaponry. Right, I, I wanted to get people off of drugs. And now I found a way that I can get more people off of drugs using natural medicine across the border, like all over the world. I can I can help people. So I slowly changed over from drug counselor to natural medicine guy. 
and that's how I started. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm really good at it. I, I figured out I'm, I'm really, really good at natural medicine. Like, I don't just deal with CBD and kratom. I deal with a whole bunch of different herbs that, that actually help people. So I truly believe in natural medicine. I know it's out there. I know God, even in the Bible, they said the medicine comes from the ground, the medicine comes from the earth. Yes. So it's there. We just have to find it. And we just have to be very careful because if we find the right kind of thing, you can automatically disappear off the world, right? Because there's a lot of people that don't want you finding the right thing that'll cure somebody, right? True. They don't want you finding that herb that can stop addiction or that herb that can kill cancer or that herb that can kill uh, epilepsy or whatever it is, right? Because other people, the powers that be, that, that the pharmaceutical companies, like, they don't like me. Uh, and you can read about me. You can just type in uh, Orrin Levy or Green Angel CBD or my other company, Red Devil Freedom, and you'll see how many issues we have with the government just for helping people, you know? So that's how I got into it, you know? Well, can you share a story of what you experienced when you were helping someone and it came back and they're like, hey, got to stop. Yes, so with the Kratom business, I have a few of them. Do you know of a few of them also, Osiris? So the, the first one is is, uh, is when I was dealing with the Kratom, and uh, what happened is, is I started getting very popular, and, and what happened is somehow the FDA and the pharmaceutical teamed up, and they shut down all my social media. They froze my bank accounts. They put me on a blacklist never to open up a credit card processor again because they knew I was an online company. What's the best way to get rid of an online company? Shut down their credit card processor and make sure they can never open up. Wow. Top it off, they, would, they shut down my Tinder. They didn't even want me going on dates anymore. So I wasn't <laughs> able to like, so all of a sudden my Tinder's banned the same week. Wow. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So they were trying to neuter you for Wait, real. You can't, yeah, they try, they try to make me miserable. What? They were like, cut his balls And I'm like, what off. is going on? <laughs> wow. Uh, I would have shipments seized by customs. I would have, for no reason. They just said, we just don't like your shipment. We're taking it. And I'm like, uh, I don't think that's legal. But again, who are you going to fight? How are you going to fight these people? These people are the wall. Wow. Uh, another one of my stories happened in November. You want me to talk about the November story or something? Might as well. Go ahead, brother. You got the mic. Yeah, so in November, if your listeners uh, probably seen the NYPD seizes 106 pounds of what they thought was marijuana. Yes. Uh, in reality, it was legal hemp that we sell wholesale. Uh, what happened with that is we have a farm out in Vermont that we're working with. We ordered about 106 pounds, or exactly 106 pounds of hemp, industry hemp. Uh, I was actually, I had emergency surgery two days before this whole thing happened to me. Uh, so I ordered it from Vermont. Vermont sticks it with FedEx. FedEx, I guess, one, the, the driver wanted to be a DEA agent one day, but never passed, passed the psyche valve. He decided to bring my shipment to the Vermont PD. Wow. Vermont PD opens my boxes, uh, checks out all my paperwork, tells FedEx, look, this guy's legit. He's a 100% legal company. Uh, the guy's on TV, the guy's a nice guy, told FedEx, look, we're not going to arrest anyone for this. Told FedEx, pretty much either you leave it here, bring it back to the farm, or deliver it to the receiver, which was me. FedEx didn't like that answer, and what they did is they turned it into the NYPD 75th wow. Precinct wow. in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, and this is after it was already cleared by a different government agency. <laughs> so... We get a phone call from uh, uh, Officer Rodney Greenwich from the 75th Precinct. And you're going to love this guy. He's a, he's a classy piece of work, this guy. He calls me up and he says, hi, we seized your shipment, Mr. Levy. Can you tell me what's in the boxes? And I said, absolutely, I can tell you what's in the boxes. And I told him it's 100% federally legal hemp. He asked me if I had any paperwork to prove it. I said, absolutely, my paperwork's in the boxes. Feel free to open my boxes up and check out the paperwork. Uh, he said, do you have the phone number for the farm? I said, absolutely. Call gives him the number for the farm. Uh, they send him more paperwork. He calls us back and he says, look, we'll do an investigation on the paperwork. And once we check out, everything's cool. We'll call you guys up to pick up the shipment. Uh, 20 minutes later, I get a phone call from the 75th precinct, uh, Rodney Greenwich. And he says, Mr. Levy, your paperwork checks out. You can come pick up your shipment. I tell him, thank you so much. I explained to him the laws have changed a little bit. I said, I'm more than free to help you, educate you on what is hemp and what is marijuana and how to read paperwork. He said, yeah, 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 whatever. Can wow. you come pick it up? 
Now, two days before this, I just got out of emergency surgery. I had to cut out an organ out of my body. Uh, I have three huge holes in my stomach. And the guy was pretty much forced, trying to force me to come in and get it. And I said, look, officer, I have three holes in my stomach. I can't move. I can't pick up no boxes. But my brother's going to go pick it up. He was really like adamant about trying to get me to come in. Come in. No, you got to come in. I said, sir, I said, I can't come in. He said, all right, send someone, whoever. I said, okay. My brother gets to the precinct. The minute my brother walks into the precinct, they walk him up to the question room. I get a text message from my brother. And he's like, I think I'm getting locked up. Or I said, wow. ah, stop, stop messing with me. You're bullshitting me. You're not getting locked up. I thought he was messing with me. And uh, 20 minutes later, he's like, uh, they're putting cuffs on me. Call the lawyers. I, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, how is it even possible? It's a, it's a federal commodity. They're not even allowed to touch my shit. Uh, he gets sent down to Central Booking. Uh, the cop forgot to put that I had all my legal doc, my federal documents inside the police report. And then I guess he forgot to tell the district attorney that it was hemp too. Sure. And the next morning, I get a phone call from one of my cop friends telling me, Orrin, I think your shipment's on TV right now. And the cop's playing it off as it's marijuana. I told, uh, uh, I said, I, this can't be happening. I said, I know this guy. I, it was like a movie. It was like one of those real DEA drug bust movies with bags of hemp on a table and these guys holding it up in the air with a big smile. Oh, yeah. I, said, oh, they, I saw yeah. their uh, Instagram. They posted your thing on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and they, they did hashtag busted and giving yeah. each other and, high fives. I was like, mm-hmm. what? They were out of their minds. But the good thing is, is I have a lot of connections with the press and I know what to do in the situation. And when the guy, when the cop locked up my brother, I, I ended up calling the priest on that same evening before they sent my brother downtown. And I told, the, I told the cop, you're making a huge mistake. I just want you to know I'm on TV a lot and you're making a huge mistake. And he pretty much told me, I don't care. It's, 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 it is what it is. I said, all right. Next day, I, after I wake up and my friend calls me that tells me that uh, the shipment was on TV, I made my phone calls to the press. My brother gets out the next day, no bail, no nothing. Uh, the, the, the press agency I did call, they said, Orrin, we're going to meet you at the precinct tomorrow with cameras. Do you want to come to the precinct? I said, absolutely. I said, let's start doing this. And I knew the circus started at that point. I knew it was going to be a big deal. I knew it was going to be a big deal. Oh, man. I got all ton, tons of press. You guys can just Google Hemp Bust NYPD and you'll see all my... All my articles. We have over 300 different articles on TV and on the news. The funny thing is, the chief of police comes on TV maybe like three days later, and he says the reason why we seized that shipment is because he had no paperwork. And I'm telling myself, I was like, "What are you talking about? No paperwork?" And at that point, we had a news crew in front of my house interviewing me, and the news crew said, "Do you have any anything to say about this?" I said, "Not only do I have something to say about this." I have a statement from the Vermont PD that I had all my paperwork, and I have emails going back and forth with the cop proving that we had the paperwork. So that's just a little bit of the problems I have, you know. Uh, yeah, that hit the news hard, too, because I remember I was at a trade show when that happened. I'm like, oh, my God, look all that. Is that weed? And I'm like, no, it's, that looks like him. Uh, or what, what What do you think the motive of the NYP to, to do all of this? Just uh, I'm helping people. That's the motive, I think. The one with the end of the NYP, if something seems fishy, right? Like, how come mm-hmm. all this bad shit keeps happening to me? Yeah, right. Someone's watching you. Someone's watched me. I think that I'd be honest. That cop, he just wanted a photo op, or someone pushed yeah. him. Yeah, you know, because he, he he was so happy with that, in that picture. You can see his. I saw that. Him. They all were so happy. They thought they made the biggest bust in their life. It's like they yeah. wanted some get a promo. That was been a promotion opportunity they for them, wanted- possibly. To feel good, I, yeah, but strange. they had. But I think after the fact that they got an egg on their face after that, they like had to like take that back and just like, uh, yeah, we made a mistake. Did they ever apologize to you? They never apologized. They never. Wow! Not only, have they, not only have they never apologized to me, it took three months to get the charges dropped. It took three and a half months to get my shipment back. Even after I got my shipment, the NYPD went on TV and slandered me and said Orrin Levy's shipment from Green Angel CBD was illegal. And he does not have the proper licenses to run a CBD company. So you gave me back 106 pounds of an illegal product, and I don't have licenses. I said, what about those licenses we gave you? 
It was a big lie. It was a big lie. Well, it, it, it was a way to destroy me. It was a way to destroy me. Well, yeah, they had to save their credibility. But the thing is, if they're telling you it's illegal, but they still give it back to you, so who's lying? Mm-hmm. So they like they cut off their nose to spite their face, basically. Pretty much. And, yeah. that, and then after that, we hit him with a lawsuit. We hit him with a $20, $20 million lawsuit right now. Ooh. Ooh. They're going to feel that for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To top it off, the other day, I, I remember we made a bunch of complaints on these cops. And I called up the precinct the other day, and the precinct supervisor deemed both these cops no wrongdoing, like they did nothing wrong. Mm. And I told myself, where did all my paperwork? Just walked off on its own, federal documents, walked off. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. I said, you guys know, you're covering up. Wow. So basically, people, note, you in New York City, make sure you have your paperwork together, because these guys, make sure you have copies on your phone. Make sure you have copies in your car. Just have copies everywhere. But it seems like you have to have connections. Like you said, Oren, you knew people, right? Is that what really yeah. helped you, right? Yeah, well, with the press, I was lucky enough to, I was lucky enough to know what to do with the press. What to do, I okay. was lucky enough to do. I made a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. I contacted over 50 different press agencies. And we, we had multiple, like, you, like I said, if you Google Empus NYPD or you just Google Green Angel CBD, You'll see millions of stories out there. And like I said, I didn't want that. I, I wanted to take that pride picture of his away. Mm. I didn't want him to have that Mr. Pride. I did a huge bust. I wanted, we made him look like clowns. Yeah, you did. basically you, you did. did. You did. <laughs> oh my you God. did. We laughed. A yeah, long I was time definitely for that. laughing. It was hilarious. Like, why? Like, they, they put it on Instagram right away. I was like, what? Yeah, they were hitting social media up only to be like uh, taking it down. I think they took it down once they found out everything was like ooh, legit. Like, okay. Yeah, they yeah they they took it down. But the funny thing is, one picture still up on their on their Twitter. Oh, really? Which I think is hysterical. Yeah, and we went to a deposition, and even the lawyer for the state told me, uh, you, "The picture's still up, Mister Levy." I said, "Yep." She shakes her head. She's like, "I can't believe it." Like she even she the, even the deposition the lady knew knew the lawyer for the state knew what was up, right? He, they knew they know they were wrong. It's just it's so hard for them to apologize. That's the issue with what's going on in the world right now. The world right now is pissed off at cops for a reason, right? Yeah, egos. because cops that do the wrong thing get away with it, and unfortunately, yes. good cops pay for bad cops. Nonsense. I agree. And you're right. There are some good cops. A lot of good cops right. out there. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of good cops. There's a lot of good cops. Listen, cops don't take these jobs to be scumbags, but unfortunately you have the bad apples in the bunch and they're not held accountable. Look, the guy who killed George Floyd had 16 complaints on him. 16 complaints. He should have never had his badge or gun anymore. Yeah. The cop that locked me up was sued one or two times and had multiple complaints on him. Wow. He was sued back in 2014 for falsely arresting, tampering with evidence, putting down charges that didn't exist on a report, does that make sense? He's doing the same thing to me. So like, he, was, he should not be a cop. Well, he was trying to set you up. The cop over the phone was telling you, come on in, come in. So he knew in his mind that he was going to trap you. Well, he didn't trap him. He was, I'm saying he was trying to arrest you, though. He was trying he to get you, you out of the hospital. He wanted you in particular, it yeah. seemed like, right? Well, he had to because he's the one in charge because it was his product. But he was trying to get him to come down. He kept saying, come down. We need to talk to you. Come down. Come get your stuff. And yeah, yeah, Ormus kept saying, like, no, 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 I can't make it. He goes, come on, we need to. It's like, look, I'll send my brother. Well, send somebody. Somebody's going to get arrested. That's what he was saying. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Pretty much. <laughs> scummy, man. That's just plain scummy. So, like, now that you got everything back together somewhat, I'm hoping that you fully recovered in a sense your health as well as your business. What have you been doing um, as you continue to help people? I still, I'm still on the same track, Osiris. I never stop. These little things don't hold me down. Even though I get screwed, I still push. You know, if I stopped every time I got screwed, I'll be out of business. I'm, I'm in the business to help people. And, you, and I speak to you all the time. You know how I am. I'm in the business. I, I call up my clients. I see how their people are doing. So I move forward, right? I, I got a, a $2 million PR, a $20 million PR campaign out of this when the cops are destiny. So that's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> that is a blessing. All publicity is good. Yeah, exactly. For free, too. So we're, we're still pushing. I'm not stopping. I'm still selling hemp. I'm still selling CBD. I'm still going to speaking engagements. I'm, I'm helping other people that fall into the same situation as mm-hmm. me. Because there's been more than one arrest for him where cops will actually entrap someone and say it's actually marijuana when it's actually him. So so in the beginning, um, I got chills because you said you were a recovery coach, right? 
And my yeah. uncle, yeah. my he just passed recently. He was an addict, and then he got re- recovered, and then he also became um, a recovery coach. And before he passed, me and him were talking about CBD. But unlike yourself, he was a little bit hesitant to um, uh, telling his clients about CBD. I guess for him, he was thinking that would be like a setback for them. I don't feel that way. Of course. Yeah, I agree. So it's just it, it was just like a different mindset because I think in his mind, he's like, it's still the cannabis plant. And then he thought that that could, you know, maybe cause them to be to regress, to regress. Have you seen that? I don't think that way. It, those are tough, tough, old school AA ways. Yes, yes. Some of these guys, don't, they say don't even take an aspirin. I'm like, that's retarded. <laughs> don't even drink. I'm like, you'll, you'll sit down and drink coffee and smoke cigarettes all day, but you won't take an aspirin. I said, come on. Mm. So I don't believe in that method. In recovery coach, right, there's a class in recovery coach, right? Some of the recovery coaches let people smoke weed. Look, if it's helping them from not doing heroin, let them smoke weed. If it's helping them from not smoking crack, let them smoke weed, right? If you want to look at it as harm reduction, it could be harm reduction. I don't mind that. As long as that person is not sticking a needle in the arm, I don't care what they're doing, right? As long as they're not killing themselves. As long as they're not going something strong. Absolutely. That's the way I feel. I do think that that's that's gonna be the the road that most people are gonna gonna take. Yeah. Especially with this crisis going on. Yeah. Listen, if you have someone that's been taking stuff all their life, taking the drug, they need something. I'm not gonna lie, they need something. Some of them. Yeah. Some of them can do cold turkey. God bless them. Right. Mm. But majority of people, they want something else. Right. Either. It's, listen, the government tries to push these other drugs on people. Oh, yes. Opioids, right? Like Suboxone or methadone, yeah, right? Yeah. Any of those crap, right? Those those things are harder to come off of than heroin. Oh, yeah. It seems just as addictive. It is. Yeah, it, it, it's ten times more addictive. Yeah, people, will, people from other towns, because like in Harlem, we have the highest number of clinics in Harlem, just Harlem, not Manhattan, but just in Harlem alone, in all, than all the five boroughs. So Harlem has become the hub for all addicts to come to, to get their fix. So I assume that basically they had shut down the clinics during this COVID. So these people are sitting out in the streets waiting for it to reopen. So you see homeless people everywhere because they may not be homeless, but because of the fact they have no place to go and they can't go back to their communities because they don't have a clinic to go to. So they stay in hovering around all of Harlem waiting for the clinics to open up to get their next fix. Yeah. It's crazy. I wonder why no homeless people die from the coronavirus. So that makes None sense of them. I noticed that. I, I tell, <laughs> you know what? I tell people, my homeless people are the canaries in the mine. Because if they're not sick and dying, then I say we are not wearing a mask. I'm walking the street. Because they're exposed to every element possible. You know, it's yeah. unreal. But how come the drug addicts on the street are not dying from the yes. There you go. So my my question to you is this: Now that you've gone through this and you're back and you're helping people, what are the things you've seen um, that keeps people from really trying CBD or even just cannabis in general to help them with whatever they're going through? Like, what makes them hesitant about it when you're talking to them? Some of them just don't believe in it. Reason being, right, reason being there's a lot of bullshit companies out there. Like, I've been doing this for eight years nonstop, right? Mm -hmm. So these past two years, I've seen so many companies open up, and they sell you what you don't, which it's not CBD what they sell you, put it this way. So there's a lot of snake oil on the market, and that's one thing that stops people because people are like, oh, CBD's bullshit, right? Mm. Well, CBD's not bullshit, but you got to find the right kind. Right. That's the thing with it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have seen people that come to me and you can Google me and you can see my reviews and you'll see what people say. People have gotten better with my stuff. People have gotten better. Uh, you know, you go to these smoke shops and you go to these gas stations and you go to these stores and everybody's selling CBD today. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Why would you buy CBD at a gas station? Like this is supposed mm-hmm. to be a medicine. Yeah. You're turning it yes, into shit. Exactly. So a lot of the stuff what they're selling you is it's not real CBD. It's either hemp seed oil or hemp stem oil. They're just giving you straight up melatonin and telling you it's CBD. 
So there is, I noticed that. Yeah, so it has to be a lot of education. And, and the, the clientele and the population right now is not educated on CBD. They see CBD and they think CBD is CBD when it's not. It's just like regular cannabis, right? You have your good weed, yeah. you have your Mexican brick weed, or you have your Cali stuff that looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. it, it, you know. I saw that you use um, mainly the flower. You don't use the, uh, the whole plant, or you use mainly, you use mainly the flower? What would you say? For your product, is it mainly f- flower, or is it the whole? Yeah, so we, yeah, exactly. I'm happy you brought that up. So, yeah, we only use the bud, mm. right? If you smoke cannabis before, you know you only smoke the bud. You don't smoke, smoke the stem and seed. Same thing when it comes to CBD. The flower should be extracted only. The stem and the seed are garbage. You don't need it, right? Also, what we do with our products is our oils come directly from Amsterdam. I love American product. I believe in American product, but these guys have been doing it for six generations, the farm out there we have, and that's almost 400 years of, uh, of experience. I trust their stuff. Uh, I trust their stuff. Uh, like I, I, My mom uses my CBD. That's how much I trust. And then with my CBD, you'll see most companies that tell you to take full dropper full, right? With our CBD, tiny drops, three to four tiny drops. Now, medically speaking, your body cannot absorb a full dropper full. Your body cannot absorb half a full dropper full. Reason being, it has to be taken sublingually, right? And we don't have a straw underneath our tongue. We have a tiny, tiny vein that sucks up stuff little by little. If you put a full dropper full underneath your tongue, you're swallowing most of it. And our bodies are not made of oil. Our bodies are made of water. Anytime you take an oil and directly swallow it, your body will only absorb 7 to 10% of it. The rest you pee out. So yes. majority of the stuff is bullshit. It's, excuse my language, it's bullshit. It, you just gotta, and I sit down with doctors, and doctors are telling me, how'd you learn this stuff? This is like body science and shit. I said, because I study. I want to help people. I want to make sure they get the right medicine they need. I want them to get better. Got you. So let me ask a question then. Thinking about looking at cannabis as a medicine, I have in the past, I've been thinking, I'm like, I, we have to be very careful in labeling it because I can see the FDA coming around saying, well, since CBD is a medicine because we've been preaching that, well, then those wearing lab coats, those who are certified doctors or whatever case, should be in charge of prescribing it and should be the only ones handling it. And they would take it away from a person like yourself from doing the good work that you're doing. That's my only concern. That's my fear, actually. You know, that's something I've been thinking about. I'm like, should we be calling it medicine when it's actually... Supplement. Yes, exactly. Look, FDA can come and do whatever they want to us anytime they want to us. They can change the law and change the loopholes and say, we don't want you calling it a supplement. It's not a supplement. You can call it medicine. It's not a medicine. You can call it an oil. It's not an oil. They'll find ways to screw <laughs> us one way or another if they want to screw us. Yeah. Right? Point taken. As far as doctors taking over and all these big people taking over, most likely that's going to happen once they do recreation. The reason being is tax money, right? So when they do mm. recreational, tax comes in, and then the guys like me might get wiped out. We might not get wiped out. We don't know. We don't know yet until it happens. So it'll be taxed both ways, so you'll get the tax for the recreational and the medicinal. Exactly. And then if we don't do it, with if we because they're going to want to tax us too, remember that. So then the, yeah. what they can do is they can see, like, cigarettes. You know, people selling untaxed cigarettes, they can pull yeah. that move on me if they want to. Oh, wow. Wow. So we you pretty much have to anticipate the next move and be ahead of the game. Pretty much. Pretty much. You just got to wait and see what happens and adapt to the environment we're in. So uh, do you have any other products? I mean, other than CBD, like, what formulas are you using? Let me, ask, let me step back. What is your process or the company that you deal with, what is their process to extracting from the flower, are they doing CO two? So they're doing a butane. CO two, okay. of course. We, yeah, we don't. We only use CO two. We don't use any any chemicals. We, everything's organic. We carry. We, I don't believe in chemicals. There shouldn't be chemicals in a natural plant. I don't mm-hmm. believe in it. Right? If you have something that's perfect, why mess with it? Why add shit to mm-hmm. it? So we have a whole large. We have a. You, you see my website. You go to greenangeloil.com. We have everything. We have is extracted from buds. I don't believe in stem and seed. I think it's bullshit. We have vape cartridges. We have uh, salves. We have our 1,000 milligram oil. And we also have a patent formula, water-soluble formula. Uh, It's a two-part compound. Both parts are organic. It's one part pure CBD paste that's extracted from a flower. And then it's our our organic formula. 
So we're able to take any oil base and turn it water soluble. Now what that means is instead of your body only absorbing five to seven percent, we have a formula where you can take it and your body will absorb up to a hundred percent and you don't have to leave it underneath your tongue. Yeah, so we're we're doing we're doing our thing like I guess I was like I was telling Osiris and I was telling you but my main job is is to get people better. I like to see when I get a review that says this guy Oren he got my son better. He's having no seizures anymore. Or my mother's cancer is going away miraculously. Or I can finally walk. Or I can finally sleep because of his medicine. So that's I'm very passionate, as you can tell. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm very passionate about what I do. So, just expl- so I'm very interested in the water-soluble. So that makes it easier. Okay. The, bioavail- the bioavailability becomes 100% in water versus um, in oil. Yeah, so it is 100, you're right, you, you got your lingo down. It's 100, almost 100% bioavailability, which is 100% correct. So that could be added to water directly in the mouth. You can't smoke it, right? So that could be added to food, added to drinks, mm. added to anything. And your body will absorb up to 100% of it. And you don't have to leave it on any shirt. Wow, because that's um, for kids, like we, we try with our son, the holding it under the tongue for 30 seconds is, is, a challenge. is basically close to impossible. You need a... <laughs> You need him more than 30 seconds. You need at least two minutes. Yeah, to that's not happening. It's not happening. He's like, I'm ready to swallow it. I can't do it. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's ready to swallow it within the first 10 seconds. And ours doesn't taste so. Our oil, it tastes very potent. You tasted it, right, Osiris? Yeah, yeah, yeah I tasted yeah, it yeah. as well, too. As well, as well as the paste. We used the paste. The paste was, the, we used it when we had like an emergency. Like if you yeah, that worked really well. Oh, the paste is the beautiful. Night. Yeah, yeah right it works under. really well. What we did was we rub it in his gums. There you go. There you go. That paste is very strong. Yeah, so we use like, like not like a pin like a rice, size, like yeah, a rice, rice size, and just rubbed mm-hmm. it in his gums. Because the thing is, he's in the middle of a you know a seizure, so he's not he's not putting anything under his tongue. So we just rub it right under his gum, and then after like a thirty seconds or so, it starts to settle down, and then he's done. That's great. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Yeah. That's why I'm in business. You know, that's, I'm, I'm in business now. Look, and you look how I got into this business. I got into business from helping people. I wanted to be a drug coach, a recovery coach. And I just that's morphed awesome. to something else where I can help more people all over the world now, you know? That's awesome, brother. That's wonderful. How should, okay, so as a parent, and they're interested in giving their child CBD, how should they, and they, like you said, there's so many companies on the market. How should they evaluate a CBD company? And what things should they look out for? Well, first of all is labs. You want to look at labs. Labs, yes. Right? You want to ask their extraction method. You want to see uh, how they're extracting, what they're extracting. You want to see mm-hmm. how much is dosage. If you start seeing full drop or full run, if you start seeing CBD that's completely clear, run. Don't buy it. Right? Because if it's completely clear, most likely you're getting either something called isolate or you're getting really, really watered down stuff. Uh, always look mm-hmm. for high milligrams. Those, mm-hmm. those 100 milligram bottles, 200 milligram bottles is useless. The recommended dosage of CBD has to be 25 milligrams per dose at least three yes. times a day. So if you buy a 200 milligram bottle, it's done in two days. Right? So like yeah. I said, there's a lot of scams. And if people knew what I knew, they'll be like, oh my God, I never want to try CBD, you know? Yeah. Like for example, Cyrus came home from one of his shows and it was a uh, company that had for sleep and i said this thing is mainly melatonin that's why you're sleeping it's yeah. not because of the cbd yeah, yeah. i've seen that because the melatonin they put it in that that's why yeah yeah and the other one too there was like for back pain it's like a rub but it was methanol yeah it's basically like um yeah it was like ben gay ben gay that's not that's not effective <laughs> no there's so much so much bullshit on the market like these past two years all the vultures came out when mm-hmm. when trump legalized hemp when the farm bill passed you got every vulture and their mother trying to come out right mm-hmm. and i see a lot of them and a lot of them when they came out they asked me to go into business with them and i said no you're not in it for the right reason right yeah and you see a month two months four months later they're out of business Right, because they're just picking anything and they're just getting anything and just trying to make a dollar out of it. Yeah. Now I, I look at that as a thief. You're robbing a sick person. It's like going to a mental health hospital or robbing some guy that has a, uh, some kind of mental health issue and robbing them blind. 
That's yeah. the way I look at that. It's horrible. And yeah, and going back to the labs, like I tell Osiris, like you, you have to know, especially if you're doing this for uh, a medical reason, you have to know what you're putting in your body to the exact measurements. So if, if a company cannot produce lab reports, you're not using them. Well, that's the other part is you look at the lab reports and you don't even understand what you're reading. Yeah. That's the hard part for the like a new person that's coming true. into trying They're to get They're not the easiest to be honest. I mean, I've gotten a lot better and I I pretty good at reading lab reports, but I think for the general person it's it's not the easiest thing to understand what you're reading. You're you're right. Yeah, and also the other part is you don't know if you're reading an actual legit uh, lab report because now they're starting to forge lab oh, reports. Of it's, yeah, of course. That's it's, it. Seems easy to do it too because who do we know? You know, yeah, exactly. There's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of shady shit going on in the cannabis world now. A lot of shady shit. You know, uh, I'm working yeah. on something with now this. You ever heard the, the media station now this politics now this weed now this future? They're huge, 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 huge. They won. Uh, they won awards for being top news networks. Internet News Network. Wow, that's awesome! Congrats. So we're we're actually working with them. I'm hope we were supposed to do it before this whole COVID started. Uh, we were going to do a CBD educational show with them, and we were going to teach people about how to look for CBD, the bullshit that's going on in the market, what to buy, what not mm-hmm. to buy, oh, yes. how to look for scams. You know, it's, it's, uh, the world needs more education on CBD. CBD is everywhere, and the average person thinks CBD is CBD when it's not. Yeah. Exactly, and, they, and the other the other misconception I think is CBD is the, all the ends all, and it's like it's not. No, no, no. It's, 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 I try to tell them it's not. It's supporting your system. Yeah. It's assisting it in doing what it naturally does. You know, it's not going to cure you of everything. It's helping your body heal itself. CBD, right, Osiris? CBD is something long term. It's something you want to take every day, two to three times a day, like your vitamins. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. And that's how you get better. That's awesome. Now, have you ever came across a client that you would work with that's been really hard to get them over their hump? I'm always pushing. I'm one of these guys I I'm pretty I'm pretty upfront with people. I tell them don't give up before the miracle happens, right? I, I push them. Mm-hmm. Some people sometimes they're looking for something else than CDD. Like like you said, it's the old old heel people think, but it's not. It's not the old heel thing, right? Mm-hmm. I had people that they were like, yeah. well, I thought I was going to get high from it. I thought I was going to be, you know, I'm like, I'm like, no, it doesn't oh, work yeah. like that. It doesn't work. Like yes. That. I'm glad you mentioned that, Oren, because um, I'll, I'll have, um, I had a, have friends or family members that use it and they expect results right away. I'm like, that's not how natural medicine works. It's not like your Advil or, you know, when you go into the hospital and you get your, your pain medicine, it's not going to work right away like you just said you have don't give up but people want instant gratification and i think that's and that's the problem i had a friend she was using it for her son with having some um autism and you know it didn't work within the first couple of weeks and you know she was like ah and then she stopped using it and i was like ah okay but what can you do you know yeah you can't force people yeah <laughs> It also depends what she's using. Listen, I had people that took it for a month and say, I don't feel nothing, right? And I'm like, all right, so stop. They would stop, right? And they'll call me back up. They go, you know what? It actually was working. (laughs) 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 That's hilarious. I was like, no shit. That's true. The people think they're going to get that that huge boost like that right away. It's very subtle, and it comes on very subtle. It's not coffee, people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, it will help for anxiety right away. Oh, yeah. That's that I know. It will help for anxiety, but as far as like pain issues, we have all these receptors going throughout our body. We got to repair those, and that's why I always tell people to take it twice a day, every day. Don't quit before the miracle yeah. happens. Wonderful. It does. I, I think I enjoy the feeling of the CBD because it's like this calming sense that you that just comes over you. You're just like, okay, I'm at ease. I'm just like my mind. I'm not. My mind's not racing. I'm breathing normal. I can. I feel like I feel like I'm. I'm where I need to be. It's just a great sense. Uh, you know, great sensation that I get from it. Yeah, it's a calming sensation. It's it's really like calming. It's it's a sense of well being. You know, and, and we like I said, we have a bunch of receptors in our body. We have the most receptors we have in our body is cannabinoid receptors. That's strange. Yes, exactly. Right. So the CBD one receptors for your mind. 
CBD2 receptors from your, for your body. Yes. So we got all these receptors shooting everywhere, right? And when something's on bound, sometimes the, the CBD receptors, the cannabinoid receptors yes. are on bound. Right, so you take it to balance things out. You know, it's, it's great for recovery, body recovery. It's great for seizures, but you just can't quit before the miracle happens. That's the main thing. We I love that quote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. That's true. Just got to stick it through. And I think that's one of the things that's helped us because, I mean, uh, with our son, it's been since 2014, 2015, since we've been on this journey. And we've gone nonstop, nonstop. And he's gotten better. I mean, from where he was back then to where he is now, it's night and day, completely Thank night God. and day. He went from not, yeah, I mean, he went from not being able to hold a pencil, not even able to say any words. Now he's talking, he's running around, and he's gaining weight. He's, it's just like, wow. And, you know, because there was times where we like, I don't know what to expect tomorrow. I don't know. You know, because part of you is saying, you know, this, this may not work. Or this part of you is like saying, we just got to hold on and just keep pushing. Just, you know, and it was those times where you just like you're dosing high, you're dosing low. You're trying to figure out how things work. And also you're just doing other things just to keep it going. Just keep yourself psychologically going and move forward. Now, have you dealt with parents who have children that either have epilepsy or they have some kind of condition? And they were, they were ready to make a decision, but yet something made them hesitate? Immediate, uh, you know, hesitate on jumping on? Yeah, because they got that. Here's the thing. Some parents think they're going to get their kids high, right? Some parents are like, I don't want to give my son pot. I don't want to give my kid pot. I don't want to give them marijuana, but it's going to get them high. I don't want to do that. And then you really got to educate them and just make them feel comfortable with what they're taking. That's the whole thing. Make a parent feel comfortable. The best thing what I learned is let them speak to another parent that, that I help with their kids, right? Okay, I, I'm, I'm one of these guys. I tell people, don't take my word for it. Google me. And that's what I tell people, right? Don't take my word what I said. I said, how about this? You just Google my company. Let me know what you find. If you're happy, you call me back. Yeah. Right? No pressure. So what I do is I do the same thing with my clients. I'll, I'll ask another one of my clients, would you mind speaking to this person? Tell them how your son is feeling today. Tell them what's going on with you. And sometimes that makes them more comfortable. Yeah, parent to parent. You know, you speak to them. Listen. Everybody needs a way. You have to explain things differently. People get nervous, which I totally understand. It's cannabis. It's weed. Listen, the government taunted us with marijuana all our life. It's the deadly exactly. drug, right? <laughs> it's going to exactly. kill you. It's the rape drug. It's the gateway drug. It's this. <laughs> it is. Right? It's you, amazing. You ever Bad the, people smoke weed. Yeah. All those stupid commercials, but this is your brain. This is your brain on marijuana with the excess Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what's so crazy, though, is that, I mean... I've seen parents and sometimes they just listen to their doctor so much they'll pump their child with a pharmaceutical drug that has all these chemicals and the side effects are far worse than the actual condition sometimes. Because we went and experienced that too because we had our son on a, a certain medication that causes his liver to inflame so we had to drop it. And it's like, holy, what are we doing here? But something as natural as the plant in its essence can help. I mean, if your child gets high and starts to laugh a lot and beady eyes and eat, I don't know. I don't think that's so bad. <laughs> compared to <laughs> over over you know compared like you know Nina's saying compared to you know swollen liver or you know probably some type of you know organ malfunction, I I, I think I can yeah. deal with that. I can deal with my son giggling for a couple of hours. <laughs> you know. Look, you ever see these commercials about medications, bro? You have a cold. You go, you go to a medication for a yeah, cold, oh, right? Side effects. Well, Scary. this medication might cause you to commit suicide. Yeah. It might make your left testicle fall off. Your titty <laughs> might drop to the left. Stroke. Your hair might be losing. <laughs> but don't worry, your cold will be gone. I'm like, what the fuck? Excuse me, I'm not supposed to care. Sorry. I said, what the <laughs> hell is this about? You know? Yeah, right? You forget what the medication is for. <laughs> like, you forget what it's treating you for. And in this, at the end, I love the ending. The ending always goes like this. But ask your doctor if it's right for you. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm still getting over the like the <laughs> renal bleeding. <laughs> I'm losing my right eye. I don't know. Yeah. Look, a long time ago, I, I, I was really, really depressed about 20 years ago. Really, 20, 25. Doctors had me on all kinds of drugs. I mean, they had me on 10 different medications for depression and anxiety. Right? It made me more sick than I was. And then I stopped. I had to go to the hospital and get off all this crap, right? 
And now I don't take any medication, and I don't sound depressed to you right now. I don't sound like I have anxiety to you anymore. But once yeah. I stopped those medications, I felt better. So they actually sunk you deeper from the medication. They sunk me deeper, yeah. It's amazing. And people prescribing this stuff. That's why I didn't even understand this opiate addiction. It's like, why are we still selling this stuff? It's created it's, money. Yeah, but the damage, though, is costing the states money. Because now you've got to take care of them. Now you have all the either you're taking care of someone or you're dealing with their death, and then you're dealing with the psychological ramifications because of the families. Now you got to treat them as well because they're going they're getting over a death. Crazy. So it's like an ugly cycle. But yet this product is still out in the market. Anyone give cannabis a hard time? It's unreal. You know the biggest drug dealers are. You know who makes Pablo Escobar and the Mexican mafia and the cartels in their little pockets. The pharmaceutical companies. Oh yeah. Most deaf. Those guys are the real drug dealers. Why do we need a 180 milligram oxycodone? Why do we need a 300, a, a 400 milligram fentanyl patch? Yeah. Right. Why do we need them? Why do we need fentanyl at all? <laughs> Holy crap! Some people with cancer need certain painkillers, but it should be limited to these people who are really dying. It shouldn't yes. be to the guy who broke his leg. Oh, yeah. And they, giving him a 500 milligram fentanyl patch that'll kill a, a horse. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, doesn't know if he's coming or going. And he's like, whatever that ride was, I want it again, or I don't want to, or I'm just going to kill myself. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the doctors did that to me, too. Look, I broke my leg in seven places, I think 20, 20 years ago or 25 years ago, also, or it was after, whatever. They had me on 180 Roxycodones, the 30 milligrams every two weeks, plus Xanax. But they turned me into a junkie. Got us a cocktail. The doctors. Yeah. Wow. But the, the, who's, the, like I said, the biggest drug dealers are the pharmaceutical companies, and their little cartels are some of these doctors who are really like cartel members, right? Because they're working for the bosses, right? And they're prescribing all these opioids and they're killing people. That's amazing. And it's okay. Because I, I never would say, when I go in a doctor's office, I see everybody else is dressed down. And I see this one person sitting there in a suit. I'm like, who's this guy? You know, he's in a suit waiting for the doctor. Okay. Must be, <laughs> you know, visiting. Must be a family member or a friend. Only find out is a pharmaceutical rep. Yep. So these guys come in and just, you know, push their product out there and the doctors push it back down to you and then here goes the cycle. But so, what do you have next lined up? What do I have next? I'm just—I don't know what I have next anymore, Osiris. This, this world is so strange. Even if I say what's next, something might change. <laughs> you, you never know. Yeah, right. But one thing we did have planned, Osiris. So we did get back our shipment from the NYPD. Uh, oh, great. But it was three months later, three and a half months later. So you know how that goes. You leave a plant in the bag for three and a half months later. It's no good. But what I could do it is I can send it off for extraction. Right, and that 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 was my plan before the coronavirus. So I have friends that own homeless shelters. So my plan was sending my products off to the homeless to the to the lab, get it extracted, and make an oil from it. Oh wow, awesome! And then what I was going to do is I was going to do hemp, uh, hemp for the homeless. And who we were going to invite? We were going to invite all the news. The news loved it. They said, "Great idea, Lauren. That's a great way to give back to show that you came from the bottom and you picked yourself up, and now you're doing charitable things." And we were going to invite the NYPD chief to come educate them about CBD so it doesn't happen again. Perfect. So I'm hoping, I don't know when this mess is going to go, this Armageddon we're living in is going to end. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, once right. it does, <laughs> I'm definitely going there. Oh, I'm wow. definitely doing that. I'm still working. Thank God I'm an essential business and I'm still working. So that's my next plan and... I don't know. Maybe I'll run for president. Who knows? <laughs> Go for it. But you know what, Governor? Because we, uh, you know, that would be absolutely fantastic. That's another story. But you Look, know what? Somebody, keep... Listen, if somebody's governors could, are, are governors, I can be governor, bro. Some of these governors are. Complete <laughs> <assets>. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into exactly. that one another episode. But if you do, whenever you guys do that, you know, for the community service, let us know because we would love to be there to support you in any way. Hundred percent. You guys, I would love for you guys to do that. I love them. Like yeah, I said, let, let's see what happens with this coronavirus thing. For some mm -hmm. reason, the numbers didn't spike, and we had over a million people on the street, which doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to right? me. Right? They, they scared the shit out of us for four months or three months, telling us not to go out, right? You're going you're gonna to kill your parents. You're going to kill your grandparents. But then oh, two weeks God. ago, I'm watching MSNBC, and they're telling me, go out and protest. 
Don't worry about the coronavirus. Yes. You have better ch- and this is a, coming out of doctor's mouth. <laughs> you have better chances dying from a cop than you with the coronavirus. And what? I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on here? Uh, you wasted our time. Three months. What's going? I said you just took away three months of my life, and you tell me <laughs> I have better luck dying from a cop. I said that my chances dying from a cop passed November when they locked our asses up. I said those those just like once in a lifetime chance. Yeah, right. You already <laughs> made it. <laughs> so you beat that. <laughs> yeah, we beat that chance already. It's crazy. It is so crazy. Yo, Orin. So if people wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do so? How would our audience get in touch with you? Sure. So my phone, I give you my personal phone number, 718-669-5267. My website is greenangeloil.com. My Instagram is greenangelcbd. My Facebook is greenangelcbd. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Brother, thank you very much for coming to join us. Uh, Definitely. Thank you, guys. We'd definitely love to have you uh, back on sometime in the future. Definitely keep us posted about this uh, event uh, once we get out of the lockdown. I mean, well, after probably in phase three. Once we get to phase three, we'll be able to, you know, I, I don't understand the phases. I just don't. We just, we're still in a protest. We're still in a protest. Who knows what phase is going to happen anymore? It's amazing. Who knows we're protesting yeah, and we're still in a phase. Yeah. Still in, we're still in an premature phase. Who knows what the hell they're absolutely for? Yeah, so confused. but we'll be around and we'll definitely get together. Um, I appreciate you, brother. Hope to see you again soon. And Thank you, Osiris. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you, everyone. Check out greenangeloil.com. Yeah, definitely check it out. Check it out, greenangeloil.com. And, Oren, be well, be safe, and keep doing what you're doing for the people. Thank you, bro. God bless everybody that's listening. God, God bless, bless you, you guys, too. too. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a good night. You Thank, you. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome you. anytime. Speak to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in another episode of Love and Cannabis. I'm Osiris Stephens. And I'm Nina Simmons. Be strong. And stay empowered. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodConX. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.